Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. I'm doing great because you know what? Every once in a while, Pritch, there's like a game that fits your model, fits oh, your man. blueprint to an absolute T. So if you look up in the dictionary, the sports betting dictionary, not the Merriam-Webster's, but the wise guy dictionary, <laughs> reverse line movement. You're going to have a picture, a photo, and hopefully cash in a ticket at the end there last night, obviously with the 49ers. But that was the perfect example of really everything, Pritch, that really is important to me when I'm betting sports and what I always look for. We talk about number one being contrarian. 88% of bets at BetMGM were on the Rams last night. So automatically in a primetime heavily bet game, I want to be on their side. But again, contrarian only gets you halfway there, Pritch. It's not going to get you to the top of Mount Everest, but it's going to get you halfway. The other thing is sharp action. So we got that sharp action in the in the form of reverse line movement on the 49ers. Why is that important? Because Pritch, 88% of bets there on the Rams, yet they open minus four, even four and a half at some shops, and they fall to three and a half. So this is one of those plays that I think a lot of new bettors struggle with. It doesn't make any sense. It's fishy. If everyone's betting the Rams, why is line going away from them? You know, Pritch, when I first got into sports betting, I'm like, oh, I love the Rams even more in this spot because now I'm getting a better number. Mm-hmm. But you always got to ask yourself, why are you getting a better number? Because you're getting respect to money coming in on San Francisco. So really kind of the ultimate reverse line move play came through for the Sharps there on the 49ers. And really, Pritch, you know, some of these systems that we talk about all year, 
Uh, add another one to all of them. Primetime dogs now 21 and 9 ATS, 70% overall. Dogs improved now to 86 and 62 ATS, 58% cover numbers. And then another system, you know, over time kind of came up with a little bit. Mm -hmm. Conference dogs plus seven or less. You're inside a touchdown. Uh, you're in the same conference, so you got a little familiarity. Those conference dogs plus seven or less, 47 and 26 against the spread, 64%. So, Pritch, reverse line move, Hall of Fame with the 49ers last night. <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy G and Shanahan, all these guys who are bad as favorites but great as dogs. Really, that was a, an incredible teachable moving forward. If it looks fishy, it doesn't make sense. I want to be on that fishy side. I want to be on that side. It doesn't make sense. And the 49ers really came up bigly last night for a lot of contrarians. Well, it was a textbook play. Uh, I would say that for sure. Uh, it made my sports betting journal, too, because I have a journal. Uh, I'll freely admit that, and where I write down either my bad bets or, or good bets or, or spectacular bets. And I encourage everybody to do that because I think you can learn a lot by doing that. Uh, but you're right. So much information uh, that showcased the 49ers, and certainly that bet uh, on the 49ers was a, was a nice bet to have right there. Uh, as the cashes, uh, San Francisco with plus 3.5, the under uh, 50.5 as well. But uh, I want to get to some things, too, because a lot of information you give me, Josh, about line movement, why the Sharps are, 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 are placing the bets that they're making, it goes into some of the things that I focus on during the week, too, like some of the comments uh, emanating out of the San Francisco camp. Uh, with Shanahan, looking for leadership, looking for his best players to step up, creating this sense of urgency. I mean, if you tap into coaches speak during the week, players speak during the week, uh, you know, I wonder if that's what the Sharps or people that are moving lines, they focus in on as well. Yeah, I think it's a great point by you, Pritch. And again, got to give you credit because I'm always dialed into the numbers and the nitty gritty and the matrix looking at all the, you know, uh, all these different things. And you really bring me back to, OK, what's going on on the ground and what can you pick up? I think it's a great point by you keeping a journal. Make sure you track your bets as mm -hmm. well. That's another way to kind of figure out, hey, what am I good at? What am I bad at? What are my strengths, my weaknesses? Maybe you realize, hey, I'm killing my dogs this year, but I'm not doing very good with totals. I think it's a great point by you, Teachable Moment, to keep that journal as a better, always have it handy. But, Pritch, you're totally right. You know, I think one thing that jumped out to me is, you know, also when you pick up a new player like Odell Beckham, mm -hmm. public not only is going to bet on the team with a better record, who's playing better, who and always leaning toward favorites in general, because if you're going to put your, you know, your hard-earned money to risk, you want to bet on, quote-unquote, the better team. But just like you said, like Odell, he jumps on there, and then the public loves it even more that Odell's on the team. But I think the love for Odell is too high, and I think losing, uh, obviously, Robert Woods was really not being uh, valued enough here. Right. When you kind of become very one-dimensional, Pritch, and really Stafford can't get anything going, whereas the 49ers kind of in a really good spot they like to be when they're undervalued. So great point by you. Pay attention to what the coaches are saying, and I think that was probably a reason why you saw some of that reverse line movement to the 49ers based on all these factors that you just mentioned. And also with the Rams, leave the record alone because they're still – experimenting they're still tinkering they're still trying to find a solution there offensively despite the record I mean 7-3 going into the game I mean look at that situation but uh, with the Rams uh, adding Odell Beckham Jr. didn't anticipate the Woods injury but also the Woods injury let's focus in on that for a minute because when it happened it's like Big Ben not being available for the Steelers on a Saturday like how are you going to prepare mentally and how are you going to respond mentally with that kind of news that okay Rudolph's our quarterback same thing with the Rams. You have to respond and pick up after preparing for this game with this key player. All of a sudden, he goes down with an injury right before you're about to play a big game of the year within that division. So to me, from a human nature standpoint or from a team standpoint, a player standpoint, that was going to be difficult for the Rams as well. 
I think you're totally right here, Pritch. And again, you know, we did say, I guess the one caveat that would be the Aaron Rodgers situation there where, you know, he was out for like, what, two weeks or, you know, 10 days, came mm-hmm. right back, didn't really practice. He was on all his Zoom meetings. But then what happens? They, they roll 17 nothing. So these are the things you got to keep an eye out for. But I think just in general, it's really hard to kind of make a determination based on, you know, a one game outcome because there are different factors at play. Right. There's luck, randomness, different things going on. But I think your, your overall premise is really sharp because, again, you put something, someone into a tight spot when they're not expecting something something you know like Pritch we're doing a great show some crazy breaking news happens it might throw us off yep. you know again you got to jive with the punches but I think your point is totally sound saying hey if, if, if you're kind of behind the eight ball maybe that's a reason why again we saw that line move to the 49ers I would mention Pritch real quick uh, Green Bay uh, on the topic of someone who doesn't need extra time and can just get right out there and win and cover cover numbers uh, but Green Bay is going to Minnesota and I think if you wait on Minnesota for plus three. That's a play that I really like this week. You had a lot of people already loading up on Green Bay. They're winning. They're covering. You know, Rodgers looks great. You know, doesn't have to worry about the COVID anymore. But they opened pretty much minus two and a half on the road, Green Bay. They pretty much stayed two and a half. If this thing creeps to three, you got a lot of good contrarian divisional dog angles here with Minnesota. So I'm waiting for the key number three, even two and a half to eight and a half with Minnesota. Mm -hmm. These divisional spots when we get later into the year, Pritch, tend to do pretty good. And if you look at late season divisional unders, uh, kind of with these tighter, lower scoring games. I know this is kind of a dome stadium, but being add in some weather, that's another uh, you know key element here. But also maybe that 49, does it creep down to 48 and a half? I'd be looking at Vikings, maybe the under, something I lean on late season divisional dogs and divisional unders. Yeah, staying with that game, I mean, people are waking up to the fact that the Packers defense is pretty good. Uh, and then also <laughs> uh, Rodgers are a little misty uh, after that game against Seattle. And by the way, Seattle stinks. So Rodgers didn't need to practice, to be honest with you. But, but, but uh, to your point, I mean, Rodgers emotionally invested now with the Packers could mean something for, from a betting standpoint moving forward as they take on the Vikings uh, within that division as well, too. But going back to the game in which I'm trying to figure out, not figure out, but trying to understand the line movement sometimes, Josh, and, and a lot of factors in it, too. So looking ahead for the 49ers, I think the 49ers are still experimenting. I think they put up a great effort on Monday night on a big stage. I think their key players stepped up when called out. Now, are they going to do that on the road against Jacksonville uh, coming up this weekend on a short week? Body clock is going to be against them as well. And the focus is not going to be anywhere close to where it was against the Rams. Yeah, I think it's a good point by you, Pritch. Already automatically we did see movement towards San Fran, but you're right, short week. You're also West Coast team going east for a 1 o'clock start. That's always something I really don't want to be behind. I'd rather bet against in these situations. I know over time it's not as good as it used to be, but still something that you should take into account. Mm -hmm. But, Pritch, there was some early movement toward the 49ers. I saw some books open uh, around minus 5.5. You've quickly gotten up to around minus 6.5. But I think if you get to the key number of 7, you're probably going to get some Jacksonville plus 7 buyback. And also, you know, here's another – Another thing to always keep an eye out for pretty much across the sports betting landscape across all sports is when you're a dog and you come up with a huge win in prime time, I don't really like jumping on that dog train the next week, especially when you're laying a number because these teams tend to get overvalued. Uh, and really, I want to bet against these teams coming off a big win. And also, Pritch, all those systems we cashed last night, Jimmy G is a dog, now 11-5 and five ATS. Shanahan has a dog, now 24-17 and 17 ATS. We said that was important because if you flip it, the 49ers with Shanahan and Jimmy G, they're not great as a favorite. Uh, 9-22 and 22 ATS Shanahan, 11-15 and 15 ATS Jimmy G. So I think if you get anything before kind of that 7 right now, I, I, I understand kind of the thinking here. We do have non-conference favorites a little bit better uh, overall, especially versus conference uh, conference dogs. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Again, you get to 7, I think you're going to have some buyback. 
it's going to be very lopsided towards San Fran. And also, Pritch, like, you know, pretty much the public left San Fran for dead. Now they're loving San Fran again after <laughs> right. the big win last night. It's that back-and-forth nature that I don't really want to be jumping on something when the public is late to it and loving it. To me, San Fran is now losing their value. Mm-hmm. But again, does it get to seven? I actually think maybe uh, maybe uh, Jacksonville plus seven could be intriguing there. Well, it would be different for me, Josh, if uh, the 49ers were a Super Bowl, Super Bowl caliber. Like, in, in other words, they wouldn't have to look for leadership. They wouldn't have to look for their key guys to step up because the standard would be there. They would be playing to that standard. Uh, but a team like San Francisco, uh, who was searching for that standard, right, uh, and now you're going to travel across country. Who knows when they're going to travel out there? They've already had two games on the East Coast in which they stayed on the East Coast. That's the Lions and the Eagles. I mean, they've had a lot of travel. They've logged a lot of miles already. Uh, <laughs> it's in your nature to let down as a professional athlete here, going to Jacksonville, a team that, okay, you feel pretty confident that you can beat. Let me have that dinner with my agent. Let me have that dinner with my <laughs> friend in Jacksonville, that kind of thing. That That's just normal, right? And so, but if the 49ers were Super Bowl caliber, then I, I, would, I wouldn't even factor that as a possibility this weekend. Pritch, this is why I love you. You bring in these X factors to me that I kind of dismiss and I say it's baked into the cake, but I love this little angle here again. And it makes total sense. You go to like college basketball, college football, we talk about sandwich games or letdown spots, mm-hmm. same sort of thing. Like if you just have this huge win in prime time at home as a dog, you're playing your best game of the year. Now we got to go to Jacksonville. Oh, we'll <laughs> roll against lowly Jacksonville. Right. They stink. That's kind of a bit of a dangerous situation there. So I get the early move to San Fran, but anything seven or if it creeps up even higher, I think you got to play Jacksonville plus the points. Yeah, there. focus in on comments from coaches and players during a week of practice. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of messages within uh, some of the coaches speak, some of the players speak as well as we focus in on games. Looking forward to the weekend. Great job there, Josh. Uh, great job coming up, too, on the program because we got a great guest, Mark Zeno, a back-and-forth about the possibility of Alabama being a two-loss team and perhaps winning a national championship. We'll get to that coming up next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really against Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you you telling me? The whole time. (laughs) And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host with you today. And special guest with us right now, Mark Zeno, SEC correspondent on Point Spread Saturday. Mark, good afternoon. How are you? Mike, Josh, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for your time. Well, uh, we have to get to it. There was a little bit of back and forth uh, between you and one of our hosts here on VSIN, Tim Murray, host of the Nightcap. Uh, mapping out a scenario, because from a pure betting standpoint, that's what we want to do here in, in cash tickets for sure. Bama's on the board right now, plus 350. Uh, and you got Cincinnati 40-1. to 1. 
Uh, I think it's your opinion that Cincinnati does not belong in the college football playoff, but then also mapping out a scenario, perhaps, that Bama, with two losses, could still qualify for the playoff and then go on and win the championship at plus 350. That's intriguing to me. Well, look, I am somebody who looks at a team like Cincinnati and believes that just because of their schedule, it's not enough to convince me unless they went out there and beat everybody by 40 points. Like, style points have to matter for a team like Cincinnati. When you struggle with Navy and Tulsa, that's going to be a strike against you. If you want to be a non-Power 5 team and make your way into the college football playoff, style points are always going to matter. Strength of victory is something that does matter to the committee, and it should. So when you look at a team like Cincinnati versus a team like Alabama, if their only losses are to a Texas A&M team that you know clearly is one that belongs in the top 15 in the country throughout the entire season, and an undefeated Georgia team with a historic defense— it's hard not to include them in one of the best four teams in the nation. That, that said, that there are some other chaos things going on, like Ohio State ends up losing the Big Ten, and maybe Oregon lose them, ends up losing the Pac-12. They're going to need some help as a two-loss team to get in by some other things being chaotic, more multiple two-loss teams or conference champions that don't really fit the bill of one-loss conference champions that look like conference champions, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I still think Alabama, even with two losses to Georgia and A&M, still is an outside shot to get in over Cincinnati. Mark, it's great to meet you for the first time. And first off, I'll apologize on behalf of Tim Murray. He's a buddy of mine. He's a fellow crusty contrarian. So, you know, we rub people the wrong way sometimes, so don't take it personally. But uh, you're of Tim. <laughs> yeah, no, Tim, Tim's great. But I want to ask you, you, I think you had some thoughts on this hypothetical or possible SEC championship game. We saw Circa throw out a line of Georgia minus three uh, right off the bat. Anytime I see Alabama as a dog, I fire up these old systems. You know, Alabama hasn't been a dog under Nick Saban since 2015. They're one and a half point dog against Georgia. Ironically, they beat them 38 to 10. So it's very rare that you get Alabama getting points. But how do you break down this matchup? Is that a wait and see? Maybe if it goes to three and a half, or does it tip, dip down to two and a half? Any thoughts on that possible hypothetical SEC championship game uh, with Georgia right now minus three at Circa? I think guys out where you are in the desert are going to try to hold to that three as long as possible. They'll even push the juice on Georgia up before they move to three and a half, because as soon as it gets to three and a half, People like me, and I think a lot of you know smart bettors, are going to jump on Alabama just because it's more than a field goal. It's fair to expect this to be a field goal game. If you'd like to hit the rewind button and really see where the gap between Georgia and Alabama is, if you went prior to the A&M loss, Alabama probably would have been a three-and-a-half, four-point favorite against Georgia at that point in time. So the fact that they've moved all the way to a three-point dog is a touchdown plus of where they are, and that's the gap that Georgia has created. So I think this spread is fair, but just from a pure numbers standpoint, staying at three and trying to take as much money as you can on both sides of this thing is probably the smart move. But again, the, the liability of Georgia only laying three points with the defense that they have is why I think they would push the juice on Georgia up before they go to three-and-a-half because it's going to be really hard for the public not to jump on Alabama getting more than a field goal. We're speaking with Mark Zeno, SEC correspondent on Point Spread uh, Weekly Saturday. Excuse me. You can also follow uh, Mark on Twitter, Mark Zeno, at Mark Zeno. Uh, so I hope I don't ruffle fe feathers here, uh, Mark. But <laughs> how good is Alabama? I mean, you talked about strength, uh, strength of schedule or, or quality wins. Where's Alabama's quality win this year so far? The same places where Georgia is. There, there really isn't one. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not their fault that the SEC looks like it's having a down year. But in reality, guys, as it compares to other teams that would have to run the SEC gauntlet, they don't survive the test. I mean, just look at what's gone on in the SEC. 
the way A&M manhandled Auburn, the way Auburn beat LSU, the way LSU fought with Alabama, like these are all closely contested games that you would expect. The only team that's really separated from everybody is Georgia. And so from that standpoint, if you're going to take an Oklahoma State, you're going to take a Notre Dame or some of these other schools other than Ohio State that are in the Power Five, if they're having to play that same schedule, they're not surviving with only one or two losses. There are three and four losses on all of those team schedules, in my opinion. So it's not about necessarily a quality win for Alabama or even for Georgia, for that matter. It's just about surviving in the SEC, and that's good enough. And when you look at the teams that they've beaten and the way that they've beaten them, Alabama really probably takes more out of struggling with LSU than it does beating up on Mississippi State or beating up on Tennessee the way they did. I think that kind of game, the the Alabama-LSU game, where it was sort of a head-scratcher, and I think Sam Pittman, the head coach of Arkansas, will use that tape this week to try and stick it back to Alabama. But that's the sort of game right there that is a a bad strike against Alabama because they only won by six points in a very low-scoring game. Mark, I'd love to get your thoughts on a primetime game Saturday night in the SEC, Auburn and South Carolina. What jumped out to me is this is a really easy public play. Uh, you know, for Auburn, just lay the points. They're ranked 17th. South Carolina is unranked. But Auburn struggled a little bit here. They've lost two in a row. Uh, and I feel like, you know, this early move, a lot of the lookheads were actually Auburn laying about 10 points, quickly got down all the way to seven and a half. If you look at South Carolina as kind of a primetime contrarian, heavily bet spot in a conference angle here, if you'll get home conference dogs where the line stays the same or moves in their favor, they're 43 and 31 ATS, almost 60% this year. So do you think the value is now gone? You know, would you? You look to still maybe get South Carolina the points. It just looks fishy to me, unranked dog versus a ranked opponent with a line move in their favor. Can South Carolina keep this thing close, or is it maybe now that the line has dropped, you buy back and maybe look at Auburn here? I'm with you on this being a very public play for Auburn, which is why I look exactly to the other side. This is a great spot for South Carolina, Shane Beamer, the head coach and company, to actually even go about and steal a win. Motivation is going to be a huge factor here for Brian Harson, the head coach of Auburn, and their new quarterback, T.J. Finley, who's taking over for Bo Nix. This is a bad spot for the Auburn offense. I don't know that they have what it takes to really put up enough points in this game to go out and cover that touchdown plus. I mean, the fact that you're getting more than a touchdown at 7.5 – Makes me want to jump all over South Carolina in this spot, who's been playing well the last couple of weeks, showed a lot of fight in the games that they've played in. I think this is a real bad spot for Auburn. Pros will see this seven and a half and take it before it starts to move. I would tell you by kickoff, this might even be down to six and a half when this thing kicks off on Saturday night. But I love South Carolina getting seven and a half in this spot. Jump on it early, boys, because it might not last. How about this one? Ole Miss uh, laying a big number, minus 36 and a half. I guess this is the gauntlet, right? And the SEC, they're playing Vanderbilt, though, Mark. uh, Laying a big number like that. I mean, what do you do with this kind of game? All right, so the Ole Miss team has kind of been an enigma here. Mm -hmm. The first five games, they broke 40 in four of the first five games offensively, including breaking 53 times. The only time they didn't get above 40 was their loss to Alabama. In the last five weeks, they didn't break 40 in a single one of those games and went four and one in that stretch. This may be the spot for Ole Miss to get right offensively and get back to a team that was sporting overs and totals in the high 70s at the beginning of the year. This is the get-right spot for Lane Kiffin in this offense against the worst defense in the SEC. Also, Vanderbilt doesn't have the offense to compete in this game. Mm. The math works out simple. Ole Miss should get in the high 40s, and Vanderbilt won't get to 10. That should be enough for Ole Miss to lay the 36.5 and cover this spread. 
Mark, I'd love to get your thoughts on the Heisman race. We started into this year with a lot of, you know, unanswered questions. Spencer Rattler was the favorite. Now he's not even really on the board anymore. But really, it's coming down to a three-team race. Bryce Young is the favorite, plus 175. C.J. Stroud, plus 225. And the good running back there for Michigan State, uh, Walker, plus 350. So any thoughts on maybe who this award goes to, who should betters target, Young, Stroud, or Walker, or is it Corral, Pickett, any of these other guys? Your thoughts on who's going to take home the Heisman this year? I mean, I still have love for Kenny Pickett. I won't stop having love for Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, the way he's played all year long. I think he definitely should be in New York at the trophy presentation. But C.J. Stroud seems to be the guy right now where the smart money is. If Bryce Young wasn't the quarterback of Alabama, I wonder how he'd be viewed in this race. C.J. Stroud is on the best offense in America in Ohio State right now. They are unstoppable. They can score at will. And look where they are right now this week as a favorite against Michigan State. Nearly three touchdowns for a reason because you can't slow this offense down. It may be the best wide receiver core, core in the country that old Ohio State has. From that standpoint, the numbers are going to keep going up for C.J. Stroud. I think that's the smart play for the money. At Mark Zeno on Twitter, Mark Zeno, SEC correspondent on Point Spread Saturday. Look for him. Mark, that was outstanding. Thanks again for your time. Gentlemen, thank you. Have a great day. Absolutely. You do the same. Uh, we got to get Mark Zeno back on program. Oh, yeah. Yes. In South Carolina, Pritch, <laughs> yes. that's going to make our buddy Patrick Maher happy. Let's go game Oh, time. man, we, we have a lot to discuss, too, because so many scenarios for this college football playoff that could happen. Uh, great discussion right there. Coming up next, we're going to continue a great discussion with some action. Uh, and that's coming up next right here on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's uh, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Um, so, Josh, we, we do have Maxion NBA to get to and, and some also some scenarios current odds with AFC, NFC, and the National Football League. I did want to follow up, though, with this gauntlet in the SEC, because I think it's overvalued. I, I think it's used way too much. I mean, you can't run a gauntlet when only three teams have qualified for the college football playoff in that, in that conference. It's Bama, Georgia, and LSU. Is there another team in the SEC that will ever qualify for the college football playoff? Yeah, that's a great question, Pritch. And again, I think, you know, it's it's perception versus, you know, what right. are we seeing on tape? What are the odds makers saying? I think you're totally right here. I think SEC, to its credit, gets, you know, kind of the designation of being, you know, I don't know, the uh, the extra conference from the NFL or, you know, this pipeline to a lot of NFL players. Mm -hmm. I think you do get kind of the highest level of competition. But does it get overvalued? And also, are other conferences closing the gap? I think that's really important. So, uh, for one example, you know, I, I was telling uh, in the break here, uh, talking to Matt, our producer, I said, I like this Mark Zeno guy because he was with me on South Carolina. You know, that was a play. <laughs> 
play there, you know, 10 down to seven and a half, an unranked versus a ranked team, sharp uh, line move in a conference spot that I really like. So I think you can kind of take advantage of that gauntlet situation where, mm -hmm. hey, if you're looking at maybe a different school from a different conference, uh, maybe that overvaluing of, of the SEC teams uh, could be something you keep in mind when you're looking at these, you know, playoff uh, odds and opportunities. Well, absolutely. Like Cincinnati, I mean, 40 to one to scenario that, or a suggestion that they could qualify for the college football playoff. Nobody wants to hear that even though they put up the most points against Georgia than any team from the SEC has this year. But nobody wants to hear that, right? They want to talk about their schedule, strength of schedule, and style points. What about Bama? Style points against lowly LSU. Where's that discussion? It's not there because of this gauntlet um, nonsense. I had to clean that one up right there. But it, it bothers me because, look, I, I'm from the Big 8. I understand the gauntlet, you know, the whole OU Nebraska thing back when we won a national championship. I understand that. That's hype, though. But I think when you think about Cincinnati and other teams, even the Big Ten uh, or, or Oregon, uh, teams that could qualify for the college football playoff, I mean, that right there, that nonsense to me bothers me. But from a betting perspective, uh, you do have to factor in that the SEC is going to get that much weight. Yeah, and I think, you know, one way to kind of attack this from a contrarian angle is, you know, if we're all overvaluing or the public is overvaluing the SEC, then let's maybe bet against these SEC favorites and mm -hmm. take some dog opportunities mm -hmm. here. Uh, obviously, you're going to have to run into, uh, and I don't want to say the G word, the gauntlet word, Pritch, but, you know, you know, betting uh, against Georgia, against Alabama, it's like, wow, these teams, it's almost like the Chiefs, like maybe if they even struggle, you're just waiting for them to bust out and have this huge win and huge cover. But again, if this conference is being a bit overvalued, my quickest thought is let's take some dog opportunities here against some SEC opponents. Yeah, I mean, it's college football. Like, my alma mater, we're catching six and a half points against Washington at home, and they just fired a head coach. <laughs> I mean, I might Ooh. be bitter today. <laughs> let's get to some National Football League because we got odds uh, to win the AFC right now. The Bills plus 230. Uh, the Chiefs plus 450. Uh, the Titans uh, plus 500 here. To, odds to win the AFC. Uh, Josh, I mean, uh, everybody's favorite right now, the Titans playing good football. They've, they've had the toughest schedule. And now I guess moving forward, they're going to have the, the weakest schedule in terms of opponents and qualifying for playoffs. Uh, the Chiefs are surging. The Bills seem like they got right against the Jets. What do you think? Yeah, so Pritch, a couple things going on here. Number one, Bills plus 230. I don't see much value in taking this uh, this favorite number here. We've talked quite a bit about, you know, Buffalo maybe not being physical enough. This is a team that I was really high on the last couple of years, but I don't know, Pritch. I don't, they're not giving me that same sort of feeling that we've seen from them last year, and you've had some disappointing losses, obviously losing to Jacksonville. That really scares you quite a bit. The Chiefs are intriguing because, you know, they were a favorite here to win this thing at the start of the season, and, and they've really struggled here. And getting plus 450 on a team that if they can start clicking and getting right, and they've won a few in a row – could really interest me. My one thing with the Titans, it's almost like Pritch when the Carolina Panthers, what were they, 3-0 and to start, and yet their odds to win their, their division were still like pretty low. Mm -hmm. uh, it almost worries me that if the Titans are knocking off all these teams as a dog, why do they only have the third best odds, Pritch? Shouldn't they be up there toward the top? Maybe that tells you the odds makers don't see, uh, you know, maybe great regular season and an easy schedule down the stretch, but can they win it and get that, you know, win the conference and get a Super Bowl berth? The, I think the fact that they're plus 500 tells you maybe it's a little bit of an uphill battle. Pritch, I'm a home. I'm a homer. I try not to be. I bet against my teams anytime the opponent is sharp. But I gotta say, my New England Patriots, uh -oh. twelve to one. <laughs> I think there's some value here, Pritch. Belichick always talks about how you know first month of the season is an extension of the preseason. Right. They really had a bunch of issues early. They were losing all these close games to the Cowboys and to the Buccaneers. And you're saying they're below 500. Mac Jones, you know Rex Ryan called him a pea shooter, and he's not pushing it downfield. 
Well, I think he wasn't pushing downfield because his offensive line was terrible, Pritch, and he was getting killed here. So this Patriots team, you look at the, over the last month, uh, their .4 point against differential, one of the best in the, in the NFL. And this team now has an identity with Judon and, and being a good defensive team and, and running the ball and Mac Jones pushing it downfield a little bit more. I think Belichick is really smiling, thinking this team is going in the right direction. 12-1, to 1, Pritch, I think that's a pretty decent spot. I think they were 20-1 to 1 just a couple weeks ago. I think the Pats, I don't know if they'll – They'll get back into that AFC championship game like it was, you know, wash, rinse, repeat every year they were there, they were there, Pritch. But I like the way this team is trending. And at 12-1, to 1, I think this number continues to fall a little bit. Okay, Josh. Okay. You mean short week for New England land seven <laughs> uh, against Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta took one on the chin. We just saw that, right? And then, okay, now the surging Patriots. Now, he's done a great job. Uh, we went over odds for coach of the year right now for Belichick, and I think it's 12-1. to 1. Uh, so that's uh, attractive, too, because you look at the odds to win the AFC, the Patriots 12-1. to 1, Which bet would you rather have, Coach of the Year for Bill Belichick or, or the Patriots here at 12-1? Ooh, coach of the year, 12 to 1. I think that that's intriguing. It's almost like you can't give it to Belichick. He wins it, you know, you feel like he wins it every year. He actually hasn't won it in a while here. But taking over, and again, spending a lot of money in free agency, finally hitting on some draft picks, Pritch, like Christian Barmore, second round. Finally, they get a good uh, pick in these early rounds. Obviously, Mac Jones falls in your lap. But I would mention, don't make me lay the points on my favorite team okay. on Thursday night, Pritch, because <laughs> they open like minus six. They've been steamed up to minus seven. They could roll and easily win this thing. But uh, again, I, I said it before. I, I'll say it again. Primetime dogs, Pritch, almost out of principle. I got to keep taking them. I would wait and see. Does this get to seven and a half? Can you get Falcons plus seven and a half at home on a short week in prime time? Also kind of down on the Falcons in terms of public perception. Patriots have never been higher. I, I almost guarantee you that Patriots teaser, probably seven down to one, is going to be a really popular bet. So, Pritch, I'll wait it out. Can we get a seven and a half? Will there be any buyback? But, man, this is going to be tough for me. I got I got my favorite team, and I got primetime right. dogs, two of my favorite things in betting, Pritch. This is a tough spot for your boy over here. All right. Well, reference the journal. Uh, I'm sure that'll help <laughs> you out, right? <laughs> so let's get to the Chiefs. I mean, the surging Chiefs, uh, no value on the Bills. I agree with you. They're plus 450 to win the AFC. Um, they got the Cowboys. And, by the way, they're laying two and a half at home right now against the hot Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, this reminded me a little bit of that Patriots-Browns uh, game, Pritch, because early on, a lot of these books opened Kansas City laying two and a half, and they got down to two or even one and a half at some shops. Saw mm -hmm. the same thing with that Pats game against the Browns, and then it crept back up to two and a half. It's now back up to two and a half. But for me, Pritch, you know, I'd be looking at waiting and getting a Dallas plus three play here. You're going to be contrarian in a really heavily bet uh, game here. It's not a primetime game, but that 425 window, I think is going to be your most heavily bet non-primetime game. And then Dak Prescott as a dog has been really good. 15-9 ATS in his career, 2-0 ATS this year. Short road dogs, three or less, are 70% ATS. Uh, and also that dog off a blowout win system match. You win by 20 or more, you're a dog next week. Mm -hmm. uh, you're 60% this year, 63% uh, last couple of years. So I'd wait and get a three. It's okay. also a teaser spot, two and a half to eight and a half. But I'd be looking at Dallas there getting points against Mahomes. How about the odds to win the NFC? Because you got Dallas Cowboys plus 500, uh, Packers at plus 500. The favorite, the Buccaneers at plus 300. They did not look like a favorite last week. But, uh, I mean, it's Tampa. You don't want to bet against Tom Brady. I get that. The Rams – uh, the way that they've just recently looked, too, they're plus 325. Yeah, Bucks at 300. I, I still kind of like the Bucks. They've been scaring me the last couple of weeks. I would say that Monday night game with the Giants going to the Bucks. Give me the Giants and the points right now, plus 11 if you can find it. I, I want to say Brady, something like 0-10, 0-11, his last uh, 10 or 11 primetime games there. Um, Pritch, Rams, I think they have issues. Maybe they can solve it. 
Cardinals, I'm still not totally sold on them. I think the value is the Green Bay Packers, plus 500. Rodgers didn't miss a beat, even mm-hmm. though he missed all that time. If they can get everybody healthy and this team maybe get some home field throughout, uh, they're quietly one of the best records in the NFL. I think Packers plus 500 is where I would be looking at right now in terms of value. Well, last year we had scorched earth because of the Jordan Love situation from Aaron Rodgers. Now we have emotional uh, Aaron Rodgers. Is that an angle to bet on here with the Packers plus 500? Who knows, Pritch? He's doped up on all the stuff Joe Rogan told him to take. So I don't know. He's got a lot of emotions and a lot, a lot of things going on in his body. So maybe that was part of it. Oh, good Lord. I have not heard that before. <laughs> you might be right, right? You might have been. <laughs> okay. Um, get back on track here with the Cowboys yeah, at plus 500. Let's take a break, sure. Pritch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break after that one. We're going to get to some action. We definitely have to do that. Also, the NBA has got a great schedule. All that and more come up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky, they're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. All the football and basketball action you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. From touchdowns to dunks, the king of sportsbooks takes every play to a thrilling new level. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So uh, getting to some action. freely admit that I have not followed uh, the Mac <laughs> at all, and I have not placed a bet, but maybe I will after this segment because I know you are loaded with information. We've had some line movement in some of these games as well, Josh. So let's start off with Toledo at Ohio. Uh, now minus seven and a half uh, for Toledo to total also moving in this game. Yeah. So first off, Pritch, don't kick yourself for not betting too much um, action. You probably save yourself from about 75 heart attacks already. So I think <laughs> you're doing okay by uh, avoiding the, just the volatility of it, but also makes it really fun to get down on. So uh, Pritch, number one, move toward Toledo a little bit here. They're five and five. I think it's more maybe a bet on Toledo than it is, uh, or maybe it's more of a bet against Ohio's three and seven. And mm-hmm. even though Ohio has won a couple in a row here, but Toledo open around six and a half. They just got up to seven and a half. When we were doing our show, they were seven. So they just got hit again. Uh, we have seen, you know, when you look at these spots here, kind of what I lean a little bit with Toledo is they're not that heavily lopsided of a play. They're getting a slight majority of bets across the market, BetMGM and DraftKings. I think they're around 55, 60%. So it looks like there is some respected money on Toledo here. It's just tough, you know, really laying points in Maction because you're on a road team. We're getting the worst of the number and we have seen Maction dogs do very well uh, this year. I think they're around 62, 64%, something like that. My angle here, Pritch, is the over. And I was talking to Matt during our break here, our producer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see these Maction totals that get hit uh, really, really hard on game day, and they have no let up, and they cause a really big steam move. That's what we've seen here with this total here in this Toledo, Ohio game. Uh, I woke up today, it was like 54 and a half, 55. It's now been steamed up to around 57 and a half, even 58. So I think a couple things you're looking at here, Pritch. 
number one, great weather. No right. worries. You know, it's going to be like, you know, 40s, like no wind at all. So great football weather. Don't have to worry about a windy under or anything. But Toledo, their last couple of games, has scored 49 and 49. They're also giving up quite a bit. Ohio scored 34, 35. So, uh, again, it's like it's tough because how do you take an over 57 half right now when mm-hmm. it opened 54 and a half? You're getting the worst of the number. But in some of these situations, again, just for, based on experience and anecdotal evidence, you see these things get hit really hard game day. Sometimes this thing will fly over and it's halftime and it's, you know, 27-24. So uh, I it took a play on the over 57 and a half. Again, not the best of the number, right. but a ton of steam hitting that over, and I want to be on that side. Yeah, I might be too late for that. I mean, that's a lot of movement right there yeah. from a total standpoint. Even though the weather is going to favor uh, points in this one, uh, the action uh, certainly uh, we've seen that happen a few times. Uh, how about well, Western Michigan at Eastern Michigan? Uh, Western, uh, I believe, is five and a half to total 66 now. Yeah, it looks like a little kind of maybe sharp Western Michigan money okay. was jumping out to me as uh, Eastern Michigan and Emu, kind of a kind of a trendy dog here a little bit. They're at home getting points. I think they're getting around two-thirds of bets here, yet we're seeing this line move toward Western Michigan. Mm -hmm. So uh, that would make me kind of get off of Eastern Michigan. I would lean a little bit Western Michigan here. Again, going from some shops for like a minus five opener, they're now up to around six. They're five and a half just about an hour ago, so further movement in their direction. But, Pritch, I don't know what it is. I'm going back to these MAC totals. I'm going to go under here. Total open 68. Uh, it's down to 66. I see some books maybe even getting down to 65 and a half. But this is a system play for me on a windy under. Uh, you're going to have, I think, about 10 to 12 miles an hour of wind here. Um, it's going to be cold, like 35 degrees. This is not great uh, offensive weather here tonight. And if you look at so far this season, when the wind blows eight miles an hour or more and the total stays the same or falls, the under is 78 and 47, 62%. So that's kind of a just a, a system based on weather, mm-hmm. seeing you know windy, cold, gross, raw, and this thing is falling despite public hitting the over, seeing a lot of high-scoring uh, games from these teams. I'll go under 66 here. I think that's a windy underplay tonight. Okay, so from your experience, uh, Josh, is is the maxion, I mean, is this niche, I mean, like sharps more so than a public, or <laughs> or do you see a lot of public involvement in these games? Because n- another line movement, Bowling Green at Miami, Ohio, uh, is now up to uh, minus uh, 17 here for Miami, Ohio. Yeah, big move toward Miami, Miami, Ohio. A lot of things. I think these books open like minus 15, 15 and a half here mm-hmm. at home. It's now 17. If you wait out and get a 17 and a half, I'd actually be intrigued a little bit by Bowling Green. We talked about these Maxion dogs, but it's these Maxion road dogs that have done really well. 14 and 5 ATS, 74% this year. So to your question, Pritch, uh, I think on a, in one way, you do get a lot of public betting on these games because you know, we're all grinding through our work week, Pritch, and not everyone is lucky enough to have a job in the sports betting industry like us, but you get home a tough day. Nice. I got some football on a Tuesday. So you get these more heavily bet games from the betting public. And I think based on uh, respected money, I don't know if pros will ever, pros really never force a play. If they don't have a good mm-hmm. number or a good angle, they'll lay off entirely. But I think if they pick their spots and really based on some game day movement, I think you still get some respected money, but uh, it's more public than usual just because it's a rare instance of these weekday games that people want to have some action on right i mean handicap in the mac i, I, don't, I don't know uh, good luck with that i mean i know we have <laughs> yeah, some good experts luck. <laughs> right i mean kenny white and we got some great experts here but my goodness i don't know if i could do that getting to the nba though uh a uh, highlight game golden state uh and brooklyn uh brooklyn uh, minus three uh 222 is a total i've been tracking the nba uh josh i saw draymond green was on the manning cast and everybody's saying the season's over now uh, because of the Manning <laughs> curse, but uh, you got Golden State uh, and you got the Nets. Uh, what do you think? 
Yeah, so I think it's kind of a sharp play toward Brooklyn here. You know, you look at the Warriors, you know, how do you not take them? They're 11-2. They're 8-4-1 ATS. They've been great this year. Uh, back to those old Warrior days. And they still don't even have Klay Thompson back. But, uh, Pritch, public is saying, you're giving me points with Golden State. I will take that all day. I'm seeing like two-thirds of bets on Warriors plus the points. But we are seeing movement toward the Nets. Nets open at some shops, minus 2.5. They're now up to minus 3, 3.5 at some different uh, books here. So it kind of looks like a fade the trendy dog play. I'd lean Nets here, even though it kind of looks gross. But my play here is the over, Pritch. I like the over. It opened 220. Some bet up to around 221 and a half, 222. I took the over 221 and a half. And what you, what you like about this one, if you're going to bet the over, a couple things. Number one, pace. Both these teams are really quick in terms of pace. Nets are 11th fastest. Golden State is fourth fastest. Golden State is second in offensive efficiency. Brooklyn is ninth offensive efficiency. Got some over refs here uh, trending toward overs, and the Nets are four uh, four and one in their last five to the over. So when it's prime time, there's only a few games tonight, Pritch. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get both these teams get, really want to, uh, you know, kind of show out here in a prime time spot with the spotlight on them. I'll go over here uh, and lean a little bit with a, a bet against a fade the trendy dog and lean a little Nets. Here. Okay, next game I want to highlight too: 76ers at the Jazz. Uh, what do you make of this game, this matchup right now? Again, tracking the NBA. I'm looking forward to Golden State and the Nets, but uh, the Jazz still trying to gather intel there as well with the 76ers. Yeah, so 76ers, Pritch, it's all about this COVID stuff. I mean, they're mm-hmm. really a hard team to cap until they get their their full squad back. You're waiting on Embiid. Uh, ben Simmons, what's going on with him? I have no idea. I don't even know whether he's going to come back or not. we got Danny Green, Thibault, a lot of these guys out. They've lost four in a row. They haven't looked very good. Believe it or not, I actually lay the points with the Jazz. I feel like, you know, public's kind of split here saying, yeah, the Sixers got a lot of guys out, but you're getting 10 points. But the thing is, this line actually opened minus 8.5. Now it's up to minus 10. So if you still find a 9.5, I see like maybe one 9.5 out there. Uh, Could be an outlier here, but I'd lean a little bit Jazz laying the points. But that's a layoff game for me, Pritch. I don't like betting these games where – you got injuries right. and don't know who's in, don't know who's out. This is a Twitter game, and make sure you know who's who's playing before you get down. Okay, and then selfishly, Josh, I know I bet hockey before. <laughs> uh, I'm going to the Vegas Golden Knights game. They got Carolina. Uh, maybe a little uh, action here for me as I attend this game live in person. Uh, the Knights at home plus 125, uh, six the total in this one. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup right now between Carolina and, and Vegas? Yeah, so first off, Pritch, have a great time, my man. This is going to be great. I can't wait to see you on the Jumbotron chugging beers <laughs> like David Bakhtiari. This, this should be a lot of fun. But uh, I actually kind of like the, the Carolina uh, Hurricanes okay. here tonight, Pritch. They're on the road. Minus you know, 145. Vegas, obviously. Yeah, and they've had some movement, Pritch. I think they opened like minus 120. They got all the way to minus 140. I think Auntie Ranta, the backup goalie for Carolina, is going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of like that movement toward Carolina. Uh, I would say one system that I really like that's been sneaky awesome this year uh, is when you are an NHL team – a home favorite off a win playing a opponent off a loss. It's very simple here, but you're at, we see home ice do very well. Home favorites in general, you got some mojo coming off a win. The opponents off a loss. Maybe it speaks to their, their greater issues as a team, but this home favor off a win versus opponent off a loss 37 and nine this year, 80%. It's been great. You're up around 13 units, really cashing a lot of these bets. So your three matches tonight, Pritch, if you want to sprinkle some beer money while you're at the game, uh, Minnesota Wild, mm-hmm. New York Rangers, and Dallas Stars would match that spot. Uh, and again, Pritch, uh, you know, do do what you want at the Vegas Golden Knights game. I don't want to uh, ruin your night because I'm on the Panthers or uh, on the on Carolina. No, here. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said before, uh, I think I said this last year. They're linebackers on ice. I mean, they're great athletes. Linebackers on ice. I cannot wait to watch this game in person. Great job. Have great fun, job. Pritch, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Send me a text when you're on the jumbotron. Yeah, <laughs> okay, let me know. I'll yeah. do that. Uh, the Edge coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 